Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, back on the Jeff Crockett Show. Let's do this Chris Harrington deal. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill. Discover downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, Here I Am, Come and Take Me by Al Green from maybe my favorite album, Call Me. Uh, that song co-written with the guitarist T.D. Hodges, the late T.D. Hodges, born on this day in 1945. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. I guess we have. Is it? I have not listened to the uh, podcast yet that you did with Drew, but I gather, um, I gather that uh, uh, you were referring to the Grizzlies. Or I don't know if you were. Or so, Jacob Gilliard is. People are calling him Petite Maravich. <laughs> this is terrible. No, I mean, not, no, not quite. Uh, AC saying dubbed him Tiniest. Jones, oh, Tyus Jones. I see. So the tiniest Jones uh, comment got got a few of us on Twitter, <laughs> and, 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 a, and a throwback to the old days when Chris Twitter was actually fun, which yeah. it rarely is anymore. Yeah, got us got us uh, riffing on the idea of, of short guards, and so one of my contributions to the short guard uh, realm was Petite Maravich. <laughs> I do like that. Um, so uh, it it is interesting to. Well, when you say Grizz, Grizz Twitter isn't fun anymore, how would you characterize Grizz Twitter now? Well, I don't think it's just Grizz Twitter. I, I, I think I think it's it's maybe a, it's maybe just social media period. <laughs> right. But like like during the Great and Grind era, Grizz Twitter was pretty fun. It was like a lot of people getting off jokes and being sort of funny <laughs> right. and creative and like you know it was a little bit different vibe. I you know. I, it, it, the, 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 vibe, the vibes are not as good anymore. I don't know again if that's specific right. Grizzlies. Well, the, vi- the, vi- the vibes around the team aren't as good right now. It, right. It, it, I did. I was talking to Drew about this yesterday, and he was stunned by how angry everyone is. Right, and I, I don't know. Like I, to me, it's paying too much attention to social media if you're really moved by this in particular. But right to the extent, like most of it's just. A constellation of bad things that happened that right like but to the extent that you have anger might be the right word that you're pointing fingers or blaming or having a god that you you know like what is there to be really grumpy I mean, about i mean other than the marcus smart injury which we'll wait and see on that and like you know that's a real bummer like the the, the I, I don't under 
nothing fundamentally changed about the team other than the Marcus Smart injury from the Laker game from the day after to from the day before. Right. Other than they added, I had another loss. I, you know, along with the eight others they'd already had. Like it, it just seems so day to day. Like. You know, right. we've done that podcast on Monday after they won the Clippers game, and suddenly, like, things look it up. And then you lose a game, and now the world's empty. And then, I, you know, I mean, they're, they're a bad team right now in a bad situation. And the the diagnosis of all the reasons they got there, not to say we can't do it all over again, but I feel like we've done it, like, every day for a month right. at this point, you know? Right. Let we me ask, talk uh, about uh, the draft two years ago. Let me ask this. Know? Let me ask this. Once Ja comes back, I'm just going to presume Ja comes back, he's locked in on his best behavior, and he's awesome, okay? What are, what are the things that have been revealed about this team that seem like Ja won't be able to fix, even magnificent Ja won't be able to fix, and so therefore are worrisome going forward, even uh, stipulating a fabulous jaw integration play and everything else. What are the most worrisome things or spots to be filled, roles to be filled on this team after a wildly successful jaw returns? Well, I think there's two broad issues that are beyond what jaw fixes. Um, one is is this is less less of a roster issue than an injury issue, but there's the lack the, the front court situation. Right. Like you know, essentially, you lost your starting center and your backup center. Like Tillman, Tillman was the fifth big on the right. team when, when they were healthy, and so you lost your starter and your backup at center, and like that, you know, sign of Bismack Biombo off the street can only do so much to alleviate right. that situation. So that's a problem that you just can't really. You're probably not going to solve this season. The question for the team is like, is that get solved next season when both those guys are back off injury because you still have them under contract, and that's a. That's something the Grizzlies have to think about for the rest of the season into the summer. What's been revealed is the lack of pop on the back half of the roster. That you already had a situation, and this is this is sort of lingering effects from the year before, even though they won 51 games and finished second in the West. You loaded up. You only have so many roster spots, and you loaded up too many into not just projects but projects who project as role players, even if they pan out. And so, like, you're, you're trying to find players who could be, you know, a fourth option complement to your stars, and you just throw a bunch of darts at guys who may or may not become that. But even if they come become that, that's all they become, right? And so if Zaire Williams, David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, you know, you know, Vince Williams on a two-way, John Conchar, you signed to an extension, like none of these guys are sure things, and even if like they pan out, there's only there's, there's a limit to what they pan out to be, and so you have that situation, and then you add a you know you spend a roster spot on Kenneth Lofton, who is another undersized big, much like Tillman and Clark, and then you spend a roster spot on Derrick Rhodes because you think you you need that for other reasons, but it also takes up a roster spot, and suddenly the back half of the roster there's not a lot of there there. Uh, that could get sorted out and corrected. You know, you can, you can, you know, not 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 to cast too many aspersions on on what are actual people, but like you know, you you sweep out some of the some of the dead wood and you shore it up. Like that's that's less of a problem when you have John Morant, but it's still a problem. Well, and what's interesting is so, in terms of fixing those two things, the bigs, and then the lack of 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 pop in the in the in the bench and wings, whatever, all of that. Um, there's precious few resources. Like, so the, the bigs could actually be fixed by, by health, 
It seems right. like a risky. It could, but it could be. Like maybe you don't need to spend any resources. Maybe health will 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 fix the big situation. And I suppose the wings depth, whatever else, could be fixed by internal growth. Also seems unlikely. In terms of resources to fix both of those things, really all you have is some firsts, right? Like you have nothing else, really. Well, yeah, but. A, A, you have all of your first. You don't have any extras, but you have all of your first. Um, And and your first next year is looking better all the time. And so so that is an avenue. Either, like, you know, you may be picking a player in the lottery, or you may have a lottery pick and the value of that lottery pick, frankly, to trade. So, like, that's not nothing. Um, And you have some contracts you can attach to it if need be. Now, you don't have a lot of players, unless you want to trade Santi, which, you know, I don't necessarily think you do, but maybe. Unless you're doing that, whatever you're attaching the picks to is more than likely contract match and not added value beyond the contract match, and that that is too bad. Um, but you do have all that, and like you, you have your mid-level exception, you know, next summer you can use it. Like there's no, right. there's no rule that says you can't you can't spend twelve million dollars in free agency even if you're over the cap, which they have not done in either of the past two seasons. But I think, and we'll cross this bridge when we come to it next summer. It's not something you can use until next summer. But if they feel like, okay, you know what, we can be a contender next season, and and I think your desire is to get to the place where you feel that way, if you feel that way, like, you know, I'm going to say, like, go spend that money to, to add, like, a good, to you know, like Minnesota did with they Kyle Anderson or whatever, right? Go add somebody who's going to be in your rotation. And so I, I think there are there are avenues. Like, as, as many problems as they have, I just I still get back to, like, they don't have one player they're trying to retool around. They got three. Right. John Moran, Desmond Bain, and Jared Jackson. Right. They're they're not in a good place, but there are many, many worse that's places. All the, the, that's all the that's all well, that's all the Phoenix had was three players they're building around, and those guys are old and injured. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Anyway, what would you think of Draymond Green's five games? I it was really the least the league could do. Right. <laughs> you know, I was glad to see that. I I would have been fine with more. I, I think just the pattern with him is so stark that that. He's earned at least that five games. I, I would have gone ten, maybe. You know, I think I think what he did was 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 outrageous. Like you literally put a guy in a chokehold, you're dragging him down the floor, and that guy was not like you know your teammate's life was not in danger in that moment. That was completely gratuitous. And I think just the pattern with him, you know, he stomped on Demonis Sabonis' ribs while he was laying on the ground last year and injured him. I just think all that stuff's got to stop with Draymond. It's got to stop. And the league needs to needs to, to get more serious about it. And five games is pretty serious, but I think they could have gone. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Four. Um, all right. Uh, moving on to other matters. Uh, there are two things you've written about that I, one I meant to get to a long time ago. We'll get to that in a minute. And then another one you have column up today about this, uh, this brouhaha at Rhodes. And I, I played some role in this, so I'm reluctant that I even brought it to the attention of people at the Daily Memphian. Uh, but I did. And it's because there was, there has been this uh, controversy, what are we going to call it, that there was going to be a BDSM workshop, the college chaplain to hold BDSM workshop at Rhodes. And you wrote a column about it, which I would urge people to read, which I thought was spot on. Um, And in this column, by the way, you revealed that at McAllister College, where you went to school, they were once going to have a naked floor. Explain. Yeah, they, at one point they they were allowing petitions for um, special interest communities on campus, basically. Like, we didn't have fraternities or sororities, but if people, and they had some reason why groups of students wanted to live together, either in a dorm or on the floor of a dorm, that you could you could put in a, you could get together and, and, right. and make a proposal for that. And, like, so, you know, there was a little house off campus that, they, that the college owned, and that was turned into a veggie co-op because it had its own kitchen and, right. and you know, food storage, and instead of your, 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 your money going to the campus dining plan, it all pulled together into that. And people who were vegetarians lived there. And there were some other, you know, Hebrew house, which also had a dietary component to it. And there was some other stuff. There was a group of of students who who applied for um, PBIC. They they left the U out for some reason. They could have come up with the U, but they didn't do it. Uh, PBIC, which was going to be the positive body image community. And that, that got, it was going to be a naked floor, basically. Um, that got initially, actually got initially approved by the residential life department. Uh-huh. And then there were subsequent activities that um, drew, brought it into question. And there was negotiations with the dean of students. And the plan ended up getting scrapped before it reached the point of um, fruition, I guess. Uh, but that was the thing. And I, I, I and I, I, I vaguely remembered that that had happened or almost happened. And actually dug through um we have a lot of stuff we've been cleaning out attics and closets and stuff lately so i knew where all my old college newspapers were so i dug through to see if i could find some records that this really did happen and i did i did find a story about it all right so what is the key distinction that you make between uh the the naked floor that almost happened and the bdsm workshop at Rhodes that almost happened almost happened again almost happened almost happened these, these, yes. these things happened the neither happened intervened before either thing happened, the key distinction is that the only the only publication that covered um, the naked floor, the, the attempted naked floor at McAllister, was the college newspaper. Um, there was no um, right wing website. This is before websites, so there was no right right wing website that was looking around at news at colleges trying to find something to get mad about, um, which is what happened in this case. Right. There was there was no Facebook group of concerned people who did not attend were not college students um you know trying to trying to make a make a thing out of it it was just a a weird thing that was happening in the context of a small college which is a weird place anyway 
and you know, it all sorted itself out, and no harm was done, which was also the, the case here, and would have been the case here if not for, um, you know, the interlopers and the busybodies, you know, looking for <laughs> stuff to get mad about. Uh, I, I'll urge people to read the column, uh, but uh, here's a paragraph. This is a story that shouldn't have been, not because this workshop as conceived was a bad idea, though maybe that too, but because the outside world didn't really need to know about it, much less get worked up. I don't mean to make too much light of something that has undoubtedly caused some strain, but I take a dim view of the off-campus rabble-rousers here, even if some are alums, and I'm heartened by the sanity of the student quoted in Jane Roberts' story about the I guess it's now a controversy. The student went on to basically say it was no big deal. Fifteen people would have gone and no one would have thought anything of it, which is exactly right. It's crazy. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, not, and I'm not saying this was a good idea. It probably was a bad idea, but also, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> stuff happens on college campuses. No harm was done, and frankly, no harm would have been done. Um, and then finally, this is an old piece now. I guess it's a week or so ago you wrote about this. But it is amazing. We Another thing we, we I think, maybe appropriately got outraged about was this: the city used to fight about the greensward, a word no one had ever heard of once upon a time, but was a yep. thing. And back and forth we went. Zoo, parking, greensward, stay off the greensward. What had finally happened, and, and what was the key to peace prevailing? So, technically speaking, the, the zoo, people, some people might even realize this. I'm not trying to start something that new, but technically speaking, the zoo today still has access to parking on the greensward. Right. Um, they use it very infrequently now, um, and... And it seems like that's finally going to officially end next year. The last piece of the puzzle, which was the reason I wrote about it when I did, the last piece of the puzzle was some federal funding that uh, Steve Cohen got um, to to fund a plan that had been agreed upon that's going to remake part of Overton Park and fix this stuff once and for all. Um, it, it was a 10-year process. It really, it, start, it became a thing. The zoo had been parking on the Greensward for a while, and people just didn't care about it. The fact that it became a controversy was a byproduct of people starting to to re-engage with the park and care about the park in a way they had not before. So it was sort of a byproduct of progress already. Um, the saga lasted as long as it did for all kinds of reasons, but in, but in part because the zoo leadership at the time it became a controversy was pretty obstinate. It was not really interested in working together with the rest of the park to find a solution. A key thing that changed was leadership at the zoo changed in a very positive way. Um, but the person who's seen it through, the whole thing through for the last 10, 12 years is Tina Sullivan, who is the um, executive director of Oakton Park's Controversy, or Overton Park, Overton Park Conservancy, excuse me. So I, did, I had to sit down with her and have a long talk about the whole ordeal and the whole saga and sort of use that interview as a basis for, for more of a column on sort of what it all, what all happened and what it meant and what in the ways that it reflected changes in the city over the past 10 years and the way that it maybe informs things about how we think about the city. Uh, people can go and, and find that. What, by the way, is the solution? Like, cars still need to park somewhere. What has, like, functionally, what is the compromise? Well, okay. you know, less, less than before, in part because, you know, people, we think use of street parking in a way we didn't before, and, and the zoo is just less aggressive on that subject. But what's going to happen is, so the, the, the piece to the whole the, the whole the whole park puzzle that's been sort of this this sort of thing hanging out there the whole time is that the city and I find this to be 
deeply weird. And it's a reflection of how much we didn't really take our parks seriously in a past generation. But the city has had a general services lot, just a big paved private fenced in parking lot for city stuff. Right. In a big corner of Overton Park, like yeah. forever, like in the middle of the park, you had the general services lot. So the city has finally moved all that stuff somewhere else, which frees up a big piece of land. And like, what what's going to happen is the zoo is going to move its maintenance facilities, which is currently adjacent to the zoo, to the other end of the park where this lot was. It's going to turn the area that has been its adjacent maintenance facility into a new parking lot that is going to be entirely for zoo members. And that is going to allow, uh, it's not going to allow them. I mean, my case I made all along is you could have just stopped parking on the lot, whatever. But it's going to, they're going to, they're going to stop permanently using, you know, the, the park lawn for parking once they add that new lot. And then there's other stuff that's going to happen along with all this. Like the zoo has had a portion of the old forest fenced off from the public for like, I don't even know, 20, 30 years because they had planned to build some new exhibit in the old forest. Uh-huh. And and new leadership said, you know what, we're not doing that. And they're giving all that back to the park. So that's going to get opened up and become just extend the old forest. The area that is the general services lot that now is going to become partly zoo maintenance is it's only going to be partly zoo maintenance. The rest of it's going to be new parkland that the OPC has to figure out stuff to do with. So there's a lot of good stuff happening. And a lot of credit goes to both Tina Sullivan and Overton Park Conservancy and the leadership at the zoo. First, Jim Dean, who like fixed this problem or helped fix it and then retired. And now Matt Thompson's the new guy over there who apparently is really, really good. Uh, and I gather you they're going to redo the lake there and they're going to the playground there and yeah, everything else. So, yeah. so once, once the parking stuff is no longer going to be allowed on the Greensward, they're going to they're going to dig up what is now. And I, I, I have to stop myself. They call it Rainbow Lake. Like the Minnesota connection to me is like, this is not a lake. This is a <laughs> pond. Um, so they're going to dig up. It's a concrete right pond concrete. or something, too, really. Yeah. They're digging up all the concrete, and they're going to restore it to more of a natural pond slash lake with natural plantings. They're going to build a new shaded walking trail that, that's going to separate the, the greensward from the zoo lot. Um, and redo the pavilion and do all kinds of cool stuff there. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You can read both those pieces over at the Daily Memphian. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.